going on? It's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with my friend Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. It's like one plus one is three. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Antibiotics, they were nice. Going to the moon was nice. But putting Oreo cookies around vanilla ice cream and hot fudge, unbelievable. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Don't start clinging to me, girl, because I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, Steve Ballette, you're amazing. We're having too much fun here, Steve Ballette. This should be illegal. Mac Davis, I remember him with that curly hair. Wow. Hooked on me. <laughs> Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Too much fun. And thanks for telling your friends. What a pleasure. I'm joined now by an engineer who knows a lot about that Mac Davis song because he knows all about the world of hooks and sutures. And in my operating room, the great Howard, how do I pronounce your last name? Scalzo. Scalzo. Wow. Where does that come from? Italy? Czechoslovakia? Yeah. Where does it come from? It, it, it comes from Italy. No way. What part of Italy? Um, the southern part, Calabria, Naples, oh. those areas. Yeah, the mafia. Right, exactly. That's right. Murder Incorporated. Good for you. Wow, Howard. <laughs> Unbelievable. Do you have any relatives? They were actually in the mob? Um, none that I'm willing to, to discuss. <laughs> Listen, I went to one of those family circle meetings with my father when I was a little boy. He was holding my hand. He goes, Robbie, we're going to stay over on this side of the family because that side, they were with Meyer Lansky, and we're not going to talk to those relatives. And all I wanted to do was, what's what's going on with that corner of the room? Oh, my God. They were the Brooklyn Steel Corporation. They they delivered the steel to the Verrazano Narrows Bridge. I'm going back. I must have been, this is in the 60s at this family circle wow. meeting. And I, his name was Uncle Phil. He was a gangster. And he was like, oh, mm -hmm. my God. But listen, every family has them. There's a mafia in every every heritage. We all have mafias. I love it. Exactly. Howard, so tell us your story. Where'd you grow up? What did your dad do for a living? Where'd you go to school? Where did engineering come to you in your life instead of becoming a florist? So, so I, I grew up in New Jersey. Uh, mm -hmm. My dad was a butcher. Wow. And, um, so what was, made you uh, decide you didn't want to be a butcher? Um, my father sitting me down and saying, um, <laughs> you're not going to be a butcher. You're going to go to uh, college. And uh, both my mother and father saying to me, we think with what you uh, what are what you're good at and what your interests are, that you should go for mechanical engineering. Really? And I said, oh, I said, OK, that sounds good. I had wanted to be a doctor, uh -huh. but uh, I. I would pass out when I would get a shot at the, the, the doctor's office, and the sight of blood didn't go well with me, so I started to rethink that career path. Where did and you then, go to school? Uh, I, I went to New Jersey Institute of Technology in Newark, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. After uh, graduating with a degree in mechanical engineering and working for a few years, 
um, decided that um, I wanted to go back because at the end of the day, I wanted to be involved in an industry that uh, went to help people directly. So I went back for biomedical engineering Hmm. and then um, came out, worked for about six and a half years in the orthopedic industry, uh, making hips and knees. And then for the last 25 years, uh, have been with Ethicon, a division of Johnson & Johnson, working on sutures. Hmm. You know, when you think back... I, I had the pleasure of being in Europe on a bicycle trip, and we went to the caves, the painted caves in France. It's like the oldest man's cave paintings. It's in this little, I don't even know if they allow people to go there anymore because the oxygen down there, it's ruining it. But you look at these cave paintings that they made thousands of years ago. It's about hunting. And well, if you do go to Polynesia or go to China, the moment you start seeing man fishing, you're going to see a fish hook. It's so ancient as a tool. It doesn't get, and even a scalpel that I use as a surgeon, we're talking about technology that is so ancient. And yet you, you think you can't really improve on it, but look at what you do. You make this whole idea of the analysis of the tip of the needle the shape of the tip of the needle, the needle itself, is it curved or is it straight? How about should there be an eye or a hole in the needle to let the suture go through or should you actually crimp the suture material directly to the needle? And how about the suture? Should it be braided like a ponytail? Should it be like a fishing line? What should it be made of? Should it have a coating on it to prevent bacteria from jumping on it, which I know is your specialty? Should you put hooks in it, barbs in it, so I don't have to tie knots as a surgeon? I just love like going not only below the surface, but the 10 different layers that you can go for something that is so simple and so elegant. And really, it is a joy to be able to talk to someone like you who spends their hours each day passionate about, you're right, making the world a better place for someone like me, a surgeon, to be able to make the stitch that I use better to take care of patients. I, As a surgeon, I can't thank you enough for being that guy behind the scenes, making those patients who come to my office to thank me. But it's, it's great to be at the, the face of it. But you need to know, Howard, your work, they should also be thanking someone like you. Well, I really appreciate that. It is um, it is my pleasure and honor to to do what I do. Uh, I, I really feel like my parents knew what I what I should do, and uh, I'm doing exactly what I should be. Uh, I, you know, basically called to to doing what I do. And again, I'd like to thank you for the work you do, and and uh, knowing that we can make great products, but uh, until we get it in your hands, they're just just products sitting on the shelf. So. Well. Thank, thank, thank you. you for saying it. It's my pleasure. Teach the listeners, and we got a lot of them. This is a very popular show. Teach the listeners a little bit about the history and really your view of of what it is to put something in my hands to repair something that either I just made, which is an incision and going through muscles and tendons to get into the joint to do my surgery, or God forbid someone trips and falls and ruptures a rotate a cuff and Achilles tendon, a quadriceps muscle, that trauma led to the tear and I need sutures to now repair it. Take us through the history and what you find most fascinating about the Howard Scalzo view of what's so fascinating to you about using a needle and thread in, in surgery. 